You're listening to Bricks and Clicks, presented by MarketScale, with your host, Jennifer Kalo Ruskin. This podcast is brought to you by The Contract Vault, a membership program that offers unlimited contracts, a private Facebook group, and group coaching for business owners. Think of it as business legal school. Just $99 a month or get three months free when you pay $7.99 a year. You can find the link to the contract vault in the show notes below. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Bricks and Clicks. Today I'm really excited because I have Andrea Sager back on my podcast. We've talked a little bit in the past, but she has just morphed and changed so much as a business owner that it was time to have her back on the show. So here we go. Andrea Sager is the go-to attorney for online businesses. And if you listen to my show, you absolutely are doing business online. You have a website. You're probably selling things online. And it's really important that you understand what you need to have, and what's not so important. So Andrea, I think today we need to talk about trademarks and copyrights and what small business owners need. And then I'd love for you to also introduce your new program. So take it away. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and your business model, which you guys is really unique. She's an online attorney and lawyer, which is hilarious because I didn't even know that was a thing. And mama. And she operates remotely. How freaking cool is that? So Andrea, would you hop on and just tell us all the things about you? Yes. Thank you so much. I am so excited to be back here. This is actually my first repeat podcast. So yeah, I know. I'm so excited. So yeah, I am a small business attorney. I work exclusively with small businesses, online businesses, and I've I love that niche because working with online businesses, I have found that many attorneys out there have no idea how us online business owners even make money. So I've had clients that come to me and they say, look, I had this other attorney, but they have no idea how I, like they just don't understand how I make money. So I need somebody that obviously does understand. So that's where I have come in and really filled a need. And I absolutely love what I do. My whole team is remote. So I love that I have created that flexibility for my team as well. So I'm in Houston. My associate is in Dallas. My assistant is local to me, but she works from home. And my paralegal is in Connecticut. So we are all remote and it works out so extremely well for us. I love not wasting time in traffic and trying to hurry and get to my kids before daycare closes. Like I, (laughs) yeah, I was miserable at a big law firm before when I first started my legal career and it was awful you know I thought I was set for life because I was making six figures you know as a first year attorney I thought I was set for life I had my dream job and I quickly found out that was not my dream job which I think most online business owners that's where they start is they think that they are getting they, they think they have their dream job and they find out oh this is not a dream for me at all. (laughs) So I was luckily able to pivot, which coming up just over two years ago, I launched my own firm and I have been working with small business owners to protect their business from anywhere from trademarks, copyrights, contracts, you name it. We, I like to say that we are a full service firm for small business owners. I love that. So traditionally you, and, and I'm talking like, 
if a person is looking for a lawyer or an attorney, A, it's typically because they've gotten in trouble, unfortunately. At least in my experience, it's because I've gotten in trouble and done something wrong and I need legal support. So the first thing that I've always done is like try to find somebody local and then you go to their office and they charge you for an initial visit and then you do this and you do and you're charged hourly and you have to go back and over and over. And I know when I first met you, I was like, she's online. What does that even mean? Like, Andrea, how do you, how are you an attorney? How are you a lawyer virtually? How does that even work? Yeah, great question. So, and I I get this question all the time, even if a lot of attorneys don't understand it. So Primarily, my work is done with trademarks and copyrights. And with that, they're both federal issues. So they're not specific to one state. And because of that, there's an exception that allows, you know, if you're working on a federal matter, you can work with clients nationwide. You don't actually have to be licensed in their state. You just have to be licensed. So that's predominantly where the work comes from is trademarks and copyrights because we don't have to be stuck to clients in one state. So I'm, so I live in Houston, Texas. I'm actually licensed in Ohio and we work with clients nationwide. Now for contract specific issues, we do work with other attorneys. So basically we associate with them and ensure that with basically the other attorneys, they ensure that we are covering our bases, make sure that we're doing things correctly for the people in a different state. That makes total sense. And I remember when we first met, that was the hardest thing for me to wrap my brain around was you don't live in my state. How in the world can yeah. you help me? So I love that. Okay. So one question that I have, and we kind of joked a little bit about this before the podcast started, but everyone that's listening to the show I'm assuming that you have a website, right? That's Basic Business 101. And I've noticed some flaws with my own website, some ways that I definitely need to legal up. Andrea, what would you say is step one in protecting your online business? Such a good question. Gosh. So there, I, I like to say that I have this, you know, checklist, which if I was smart, I would have that as a lead magnet, like, Hey, here's your small business checklist. (laughs) But we, so we do have a program that provides all access to our clients. And that's really where we start with them is we say, okay, your business name, is that protected with the federal trademark? Or at the very least, can we, let's make sure that you're not infringing on somebody else that does have trademark rights. And then we go to you know, the next big thing is your website. So we have to make sure that you have the proper terms on your website. Every website has to have terms of use and a privacy policy. And those are basically the static pages that don't change unless you change the terms. But essentially the terms are the contract between you and the visitor of your website. And then the privacy policy is what you agree to abide by in regards to when you collect visitor information. Mm-hmm. And as we know, there's been tons of privacy breaches lately. So you have to make sure that you are actually posting your privacy policy, posting your terms, because that's the last thing that you want to get in trouble with. It's just something so easy that can be done. It's just not something that you want to fall to the side and forget about. So I've noticed on some people's websites, a little box will pop up and basically you have to accept the cookies. Is that different or the same of what you're talking about is like basic coverage. So that is actually, 
a couple years ago. I don't know if you remember the whole GDPR thing. Yep. Yeah. So that came from the GDPR. And at that point, everybody was freaking out about it. And I personally actually don't worry about it because I don't, I, I don't market to people overseas in a different country. Like I'm a U.S. attorney. I am not going to serve somebody that is in a different country. So mm-hmm. I personally have not worried about it. And a lot of people were freaking out about this or that. And one big thing that I saw people freaking out about was not being able to email people unless they agreed to it. And I was like, what do you like? That's already a U.S. law. Like you cannot <laughs> send unsolicited email to anybody or else you can have a $15,000 fine. So that's, that's under the can spam act. And that was, that was already a U.S. law. So there really wasn't too much new with the GDPR, but, um, yeah, you definitely need to make sure that you are in compliance with U.S. law and different laws in different countries if you are marketing to them or if you have clients in other countries. Okay, so if I don't have a terms and conditions and a privacy statement on my own website, you're telling me that legally I am open for lawsuits. Yes, unfortunately, yes. You definitely have to have those up there. Um now, how much trouble can you really get in? I mean, uh, let's be honest, I don't really know. But <laughs> that's not something that you want to be an option as to be able to get in trouble with that. It's just something too easy that you can yeah, put on your sure. website. So, Well, and what's interesting is what I've noticed is I don't think that most built-in websites, like if you're using Squarespace or Wix or, I don't know, I use WordPress, which to me feels very overly complicated, but I don't believe that they automatically put those up. You have to manually add them. So, Andrea, I would bet most people don't have them on their websites. Right. Yeah, a lot of the websites, they do have templates there that you can use, but you do have to affirmatively, like, check the box or affirmatively, like, tell them that you want their template used Mm -hmm. as their terms and privacy policy. So let's talk about that. I know that you have a bunch of different kind of contracts and terms like this on your website that you can purchase. Do we want to use ones that are canned? Is that okay? Or do you need to have anything, at least in this specific instance, does it need to be customizable for your business? Yeah. So honestly, it just depends what what type of business you have. So I work with, I mean, every type of online business and we just finished working with, um, a CBD company. And quite frankly, I was like, listen, girlfriend, this is not something that you want to use templated. You need to have these customized because there's so much gray area with CBD that you have, like, you want to make sure that these are top notch. So in that instance, when it's something more risky, you definitely want to have custom contracts and custom terms and privacy policy. But on the other hand, when it comes to like, just somebody who has a blog or somebody that has an online course, so, you know, maybe just an online coach, I, I typically tell my own clients, hey, you're fine to use a template for now because usually they're a new business owner that doesn't have a ton of startup capital anyway. So at the end of the day, I say, look, start with a template. And then as you grow, you can graduate to custom contracts. And I, I mean, I tell people this all the time because it's like, I, I get it. I know where you are. You don't have, you know, several hundred dollars for one contract. And at the end of the day, your business isn't that risky, especially if you're just starting out and you don't have any money. So if you're, 
if you're not leaving yourself open to that much risk, it's not worth it to spend your money on those contracts if a template will suffice for now. Okay. So once we have our website taken care of, which to me is like step one, after you trademark your company, then what's the next step? What else do we need to do legally? So you want to make sure that you have other contracts in place. So if you are a service provider, you want to make sure that you have contracts in place for the your clients and if you have a product-based business then your terms need to be even more tighter so typically the terms on your website are just the contract between you and the visitor of your website not the purchaser but if they can purchase on your website then you do need to have more specific terms laid out on your website if they can purchase gotcha So what's the difference in a copyright and a trademark and why would we need both of them? Yeah, good question. So trademarks identify your branding. So think your brand name, your logo, your slogan, your product name, product line, your podcast name, your course name. So anything that has a unique name within your business, it can probably be protected with a trademark. So when you think trademarks, think branding. On the other hand, copyrights are your content. So blog posts, photos, videos, your the, the content to your course. The, so this content in this podcast episode, that's protected with a copyright. So all of the content that you're producing, that is protected with a copyright as long as it is original content. And mm. then when do you need to worry about them? This also depends on what type of business you have, what type of capital situation you have. So you should, you always want to have them covered as soon as possible. But the thing is with copyrights, you automatically have protection the moment the work is created, but you do need a registration. If you ever have to sue somebody, you have to have applied for the copyright registration and heard back from the copyright office. If you haven't done that, then you can't sue anybody. And Mm. if you have the registration before somebody infringes, then you're eligible for what's called statutory damages. Long story short, basically it just means that it's easier for you to prove how much money you're owed in a copyright lawsuit. And the other party has to pay your attorney fees if you end up suing. But For most of my clients, having the registration is just a really big bargaining chip to make sure they don't actually have to sue and they can actually get settlement payments before having to sue somebody. And typically that's because they have that registration and they're eligible for statutory damages. Mm. Now, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I'm imagining somebody that would want to have for sure their stuff copywritten, copyrighted, whatever the correct (laughs) word is, would be like a big company, right? Like a PNG or whatever. And I'm imagining that some of these listeners, some of the listeners today might be like, I'm too tiny. Why in the world would I need a copyright for anything? Who's going to want to steal my stuff? So maybe you've had some experiences where that you can share with us where people do get ripped off and they do finally get compensated for it, or it's like destroyed their business. Or can you maybe give us some ideas of like actual usage and maybe why we would want to have one? Yeah. So I, so I work with a lot of fashion designers and I, we work to not only 
find infringers online, but we also remove their work from online. And we don't always send a cease and desist letter or request request a settlement payment because most of them are just, you know, Susie Homemaker who started her business yesterday and doesn't, doesn't <laughs> know the law. So yeah. I tell my clients, look, you don't want to waste money sending them a letter. You're not going to get anything. But there are companies who may not be, you know, they, they aren't the big box stores, but they're companies that are making money and they're making good money and enough to where it's worth it for my client to pursue them for copyright infringement and for a settlement payment. So I'm not, I, I mean, I'm out there getting settlement payments for my clients, but it's not anything crazy. Like the goal for me is to recoup my clients fees with me. So I have, um, I, I mean, one client, we actually got about $10,000 from another party, which was great for her. I mean, she's not any anybody huge, but they were selling her hand-painted design and making thousands of dollars off of it. Oh my yeah, gosh. luckily we had the registration, so we reached out and we got $10,000. So I can see if you're an artist or a fashion designer how people could rip your stuff off. Um, I have one client that has a taco plate and we've had even major retailers rip off his taco plate and he's gone back and sued for damages. And one specific retail, like everybody would know who this grocer is. <laughs> um, they actually, they A, paid him like compensate compensation for uh, ripping it off. But then they're also paying him royalties because the plate was doing so well. They went ahead and just added some different variations to it to make their own. And they pay him royalties for the design and have like continued a relationship with him. Is that covered under trademark or copyright if it's a physical product? So honestly, it just depends. It sounds okay. like that's probably a design Mm -hmm. and like a patent well no no no. so the i'm guessing it's like the design of the plate so it's probably yes. a copyright okay now if it was like the name of something then that would probably be a trademark and that's so then where do patents come in place so patents are inventions normally like mm -hmm. products that have just new um new features to them and yep. i'm definitely no patent expert <laughs> but <laughs> Just keep in mind that it's new products with new features. Essentially, that's how gotcha. I explain it. And um, but but the royalty thing—that's great. That's honestly what I try to get my clients is, and I what I try to get them to understand is like, look, you because a lot of people that are smaller businesses, I, I totally get it. They're hesitant because they're like, "How is this going to help me?" Like, great, I get a registration. Like, what does that do? Well, guess what? Let me tell you what it can do for you. Number one infringers and other people will take you more seriously once you have the registration because if you find somebody infringing and you say hey that's mine and you have no proof to show them they're like eh, kick rocks i don't care but mm -hmm. if you have the registration like oh okay i'm sorry whatever and then maybe you'll get a settlement but for a lot of my designers my fashion designers we either get them to pay a settlement payment or we can convert them to a wholesale customer so it's not just nice you know, getting them to stop selling, you know, maybe we don't want them to stop selling. We just want them to sell our official product. And yeah. that's the goal there. And for your client, also royalties. We have, I have a couple of clients that do have, um, they do get license payments plus royalties. So the actual copyright, maybe there's a yearly license fee plus, you know, a percent of each product that's sold. So if I have a copyright or a trademark, 
do I always need to use the symbols that go along with it or does it matter if I do or don't? So you don't have to use the symbols, but if you do use the symbols and you can prove that the symbols were used, then if you do end up having to sue somebody, then you can prove it is willful infringement and you get additional Mm. damages for that. Okay. So use it, just go ahead and use it. I don't know why you wouldn't want to use it if you could and you already had the certification. Yeah, exactly. And for trademarks, you can use the TM if even if you don't have a registration, the TM signals that you do not have a registration. And then the R circle is the registered symbol for trademarks. And then the C circle for copyrights, you can use that with or without a registration. Awesome. Great. Okay. So we've covered um, protecting your website. We've covered what is a trademark and what is the copyright, why you would need them, and then how to use the trademark symbols and the copyright symbols. Is there anything else that we need to do to protect our business? Hmm. Or is that it? I mean, there's definitely more involved. It just depends what business you have. Uh, Right now, contracts are a big thing, um, especially with COVID going Mm -hmm. through that whole period. We luckily, I had a lot of clients that were hosting really big events in Mm -hmm. the month that towards the end of March and April. And luckily, their contracts with the event centers had the proper provisions in place. So we were able to save them. You know, I I mean, during March and April, I saved clients over $200,000. It was closer to $300,000 due to having the proper provisions in place in their contracts. But on the other hand, I did have a client that didn't have the proper provisions in place. And she came to me during COVID and was like, look, all this is happening. You know, I got these contracts from this place or this place. Like, what are my rights? Unfortunately, she didn't have the proper provisions in place and had to end up refunding about $10,000. So, you know, if you're a big box business, like, okay, great. $10,000, not a big deal. But when you're a small business like that, I mean, that's everything. Like that could be a whole month or a couple of months of revenue. Yeah, for sure. And I'm also thinking contracts with employees or oh, yeah. contract workers or, and I think for a lot of us, we, I mean, no one saw this COVID-19 thing <laughs> coming. And so all of a sudden it was like, oh crap. So I think moving forward, it gives us an opportunity to go back and look at our contracts or if we don't have them, like put them in place yeah. and then maybe also put some provisions in there in case there is this major, major catastrophic event again in the future to also be able to cover yourself. Is that is that true? Absolutely. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. So do you want to talk about the contract vault? Yeah, we can. Okay. I'm so excited about this. Hmm. Do you want me to just go for it? Yeah, go for it. Sorry, <laughs> I just took a big swig of water. Go no, for it. Lead us into it. What is it? When is it available? Why would we want it? And how do we buy it? Yes. So I'm super pumped about this. So as an attorney, I've seen, you know, many, and as a, you know, as an online business owner, you've probably seen other attorneys selling contract templates and yeah. you pay per contract. Well, I have, I, I wasn't a fan of that. I was like, how is somebody paying, you know, $300 for one contract template? And I was like, that's not cool. So I created <laughs> my own solution which is the contract vault and you pay one monthly fee and you can download all of the contracts that we have or whatever contracts that you need and that's it like you don't have to pay per contract 
And with this contract fall, it's $99 a month or $7.99 for the year, which is a crazy good yearly savings. And with that, you get all the contracts in there and you get a members only Facebook group where I will be there live every month answering all your questions. So essentially like I don't, I won't be answering like very specific questions. So if it's actual legal advice that you need, I can't answer that, but I will be answering all general questions, like filling you in on what the law is. And this is actually beneficial to help business owners learn the law around their mm -hmm. business because you don't know what you don't know. And that's how most small business owners get in trouble. They didn't know they were breaking the law. So being part of this group, you will learn every month how to make sure that you're not breaking the law and how to protect your business even further to make sure that you don't get sued or you don't get that dreaded cease and desist letter. Yeah. <laughs> and as long as you're a member, you will get all additions to the contract vault. You will get any updates, anything like that. And then if you pay yearly, you do get a 20 minute legal checkup with me specifically. And basically we'll just run through your business, see where you have possibly may have any holes in place in your business. And really like my goal is just to make sure that small business owners have that protection that they need without spending thousands and thousands of dollars on a retainer. And my, and really my whole goal since I've had my business is to help business owners realize getting legal protection doesn't have to be crazy expensive. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. that's what we hear on TV and the movies, but I mean, that's all the glorified stuff, all the big, the big attorneys and the fancy offices wearing the three piece suits. Like, listen, I'm sitting here in my pajamas with my dog. Like you're not paying for some <laughs> fancy office. So the contract vault is a way to reach more business owners that need contract templates and don't want to spend, you know, hundreds per contract template or a con custom contract. And it's, it's really, I'm really excited about it because it's going to be able to reach so many more business owners. I love that. And I love also how you're so open and transparent about services and costs. So if you guys go on to andreasager.com, there is a way to look underneath. I think it's our services and then, yep, flat fee services. And she has a whole list of like, what does it cost to submit a, a copyright application? Click here. Or like, I really need to talk to Andrea. I need some lawyer advice. You can book a phone consultation like right on her website, which is super cool. Because my, my first question when I deal with lawyers is always like oh my god what is this going to cost yeah. me or like I just want to have an hour of consult and usually people won't do that for you and so this is amazing like a demand letter that that's on here like contract drafting oh my gosh like I love all the services and again how open you are about what your services are and how much they cost it makes it feel less scary for small business owners who all of a sudden need to involve the law yeah, exactly. <laughs> and make sure that they're covered so that's fantastic so let me ask you one final question then about contract vault who is this for? Is it, I mean, if, if you need that many templates and that sort of a thing, is this for like a mid-sized business, a, a big business? Is it for a small mom and pop that again is getting started and they just have no idea what they don't know? Who is this for? Yeah, honestly, it's for every business that needs contracts, which every business needs contracts, but it's for every business that doesn't have them or doesn't have reliable contracts. And the thing about our templates is they're specific to every industry. So we're covering, I mean, online 
e-commerce stores. We're covering mm-hmm. online coaches. If you have a mastermind, if you have, you know, beauty professionals, every industry, we're trying to cover every industry and we're tailoring every contract to that specific industry. Because the thing is like, we know that, you know, if you're a website designer, your contract is going to look very different than an online coach. So you don't need to go to Google and find any general contract. You need to find something specific to your industry, but at what cost? So we have significantly made that cost much lower by just paying 99 a month or 799 for the year. And you can get all the contracts that you need throughout the year. Awesome. And the group and an ability to do Q and a with you once a month, Yep, which is awesome. Yep. Love it. Okay, Andrea, anything that you want to leave, like last words of wisdom, hope, anything that you want to leave the listeners before we sign off? Listen, legal stuff might be, might sound scary and intimidating, but trust me, if you spend just a little bit money up front, you will be saving yourself thousands in the long run. For sure. Yeah. Like I'm thinking back to my, what am I, my seventh year of business now And if I would have just done a few things at the beginning, like how much money I would have saved in legal fees. And I feel like for a lot of us, the only way that we learn is by accident, by screwing up and doing something that we didn't even know we weren't supposed to be doing or being lazy or or saying like, oh, I just can't afford to, you know, get a trademark or whatever. And then all of a sudden someone's like hijacked your website and hijacked all your business and and then, yeah, you got to go back and start all over and fix it all, which totally stinks. So yeah. thank you for being an amazing person and woman and mom and shining beacon of hope to all of us that are wanting to also be badass at our business, but still have balance within our families. Um, thank you. Thank you for being that beacon. Well, thank you for having me. I love awesome. I love rooting you on on social media. And I, I know you're killing it. <laughs> We're all just doing our best. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You guys have an awesome and amazing day. We'll see you next time on Bricks and Clicks.